one of the things that influences society and culture as a whole is our songs and our films and our, the things that we create and listen to. And I think there's a responsibility on artists today that to carry that message of who Jesus is and who God is. Realising that you're not just creating art, you're actually like sharing the message of Jesus through your art. Hey, welcome to the Indoubt Podcast. I'm Isaac, your host. Hey, this Friday and Saturday, we at Indoubt are going to be at the Apologetics Canada Conference at Northview Community Church in Abbotsford, British Columbia. This year, they have Dr. Frank Turek and Dr. Christopher Yuan and a load of other Christian leaders who are going to be speaking on vital topics of our day. And I'm pretty sure tickets are almost out. So if this interests you at all, head to apologeticscanadaconference.com really soon in order to register for your, your spot. Last week, we started a short series on devotion and art. I had the great privilege of chatting with uh, Zach Bolin from Citizens and Saints. Solid guy, you know, super encouraging to, to hear an artist who's not doing music for his own glory. In fact, there's a point in the conversation where he says that uh, him and the band, they, you know, they're not, they don't have this agenda on becoming the next biggest band, which, you know, is kind of contrary to many other bands. Anyways, this week, I'm really happy to be talking with lead singer from the UK worship band Rivers and Robots. His name is Jonathan Ogden. I've been listening to Rivers and Robots now for a few years personally, and I've been greatly uh, encouraged by their music. It's solid for one, and it's also kind of unique in that it doesn't, you know, necessarily sound like kind of every other uh, worship album. Jonathan also does solo work, which I've listened to for about a year now. And again, super simple, just beautiful music that's just encouraging. And, and nice to listen to. Anyways, let's get into this week's conversation with Jonathan Ogden. Well, it's great to be chatting with uh, Jonathan Ogden today. He's part of the indie worship band Rivers and Robots from the UK. And I'd imagine he does many other things as well. But anyways, it's great to have you on the show today, Jonathan. Thanks, man. Good to be here. Um, before we get into really the, the kind of the purpose of Rivers and Robots and some other kind of personal stuff and maybe some art and faith topics, let me just ask, you know, for, for all of us who are not quite familiar with who you are personally, um, yeah. straight up, like, who are you and, and what do you do? So, you know, personally a little bit and then also sort of your music kind of life. Yeah. Um, so I'm Jonathan. Uh, yeah, I'm from Manchester in the UK and um, I basically, I'm kind of a creative guy all around, uh, I've been involved in kind of graphic design, web design, uh, a little bit of filmmaking and now music. Um, and so I've grown up in church. My dad was one of the elders at the church and um, I've always just kind of grown up uh, in that background. You um, used to work as a graphic designer for a company called The Message Trust, who are like a Christian organization. Hmm. Um, so I was doing that for about five years and uh, basically just pursuing, well, I wanted to either work at Pixar or, <laughs> That's awesome. or like yeah. just do graphic design as a freelance job. Um, and then I started this band uh, as kind of a side project. It was like my evenings and weekends. Okay. And, yeah. Um, it eventually grew into being my main project. So graphic That's design awesome. is now my side project. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and obviously some of us have heard of Set Sail. What exactly is that? Mm. Yeah. So Set Sail is um, an organization we set up a couple of months ago. Uh, sorry, a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> And the vision of it basically is to make God known through creative worship. And mm. um, it's all about making art that's just about Jesus and all about who he is, um, whether that's through music or video or any kind of creative expression that we can do that um, tells people about who God is. Um, and then we also want to encourage and equip other artists to do the same thing, uh, whether it's through awesome. providing just really practical resources of like how to make a track or yeah. um, design stuff or, or just kind of more inspirational stuff of giving people 
um, yeah, just inspiring creative people to use what they've got basically yeah, and yeah. use it to make that's up. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, yeah. obviously, like as you say that, if the if the purpose of set sail and is to obviously make God known through creative, mm. you know, things. Um, obviously, you didn't just get there because by <laughs> nature we're all depraved and we don't want to really make God known. So how did you come to know who God is to a point where you actually want to give your life to making him known? Yeah. Um, So as I say, like I grew up in church and Mm -hmm. I think throughout growing up in childhood, I always had that um, sort of understanding of who God was just through hearing enough teaching. Um, I kind of had this knowledge, like a kind of vague concept of, I know who God is and uh, at least I thought I did. (laughs) And um, like, yeah, it's kind of a, a belief that he exists and that he's real um, right. and that I'm probably going to heaven and that's enough. Um, <laughs> but it didn't really affect me in terms of being a real relationship um, until I was probably about the age of 16. Um, okay. And I just sort of got to this point where I was like, I know a lot of things about God, but I don't know if I actually know God like as a as a person knows another person. Like, yeah. um, And I you know, heard a lot of people talking about having their relationship with Jesus and uh, I just the more I heard about it, it was like, I don't know if I have that. And, um, it kind of just became a real journey for me from that point. Mm. And, uh, I prayed the whole like prayer of salva- salvation, probably like 10 times just to make sure. Yeah. I didn't have that dramatic, like one time conversion experience Right, right. somewhere, somewhere yeah. along that journey it happened. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So then, yeah, from about the age of 60 and onwards, um, it just really became real and I started actually feeling like I had the relationship with God rather than just a knowledge about him and yeah. this kind of concept in my mind. So, That's really cool. Yeah. Was there any, like, is there any specific kind of uh, passage or maybe even book in the in the Bible or maybe even mm. a a book from just a Christian author that really, I don't know, kind of spoke to you during that time and that you sort of even, mm. being, you've gone back to many times just to sort of be fed? Yeah, I think um, some of the big ones, I mean, the Gospels were a big thing i like just reading yeah. through uh the four gospels and um just seeing the life of jesus and yeah. trying to like actually encounter the person that's in the book and <laughs> right <laughs> and not just kind of read it as a story um yeah. and then for me one of my favorite passages is the uh, isaiah 40 um that talks about preparing the way of the lord and mm. um is that whole thing of like uh obviously speaks about john the baptist as well but yeah um i kind of really felt that call on my life really to be someone that prepares the way um Jesus and I think that like, in the same way that John the Baptist like made Jesus known before he came like he right. um he spoke about who he was and um yeah lived this kind of radical lifestyle and yeah uh, but it was it basically his life was to point people to Jesus and yeah um I think that's something that God's doing like now as well is kind of that John the Baptist type yeah uh movement is happening with like people that are just going to point people to Jesus and, yeah I, I think that's awesome. In, in fact, that's funny that you say that because one of my probably all-time uh, favorite verses in the Bible, yeah. pretty much John the Baptist says, you know, I I want to decrease so that he mm. can increase. Yeah. And I just think that's like, man, that should be the humble heart for every <laughs> Christian to yeah. be like, no, it's okay. Like all the disciples are going to Jesus. That's totally fine. Everyone's <laughs> going to get baptized by Jesus. Like, yeah. that's great. I want to decrease. May he increase. So that that's really cool. And I kind of hear you say that too. Um, yeah. that, that's really awesome. Um, now, Rivers and Robots specifically um, has really taken off in the last uh, few years now. And I, I remember first stumbling across a batch of, I don't know, 
six or so songs on Noise Trade. I think it was like a little EP yeah, sort yeah. of thing you guys put together some years ago now. I forget. Probably yeah. about three years ago. Yeah. Um, the question is, you know, uh, what what is the band's overall aim in its in its efforts in like pushing out your music all over the world? Like, what is your what is your hope in it all? Yeah. Um, so when I first started it, it was it was a solo project. It was just me in my bedroom, and uh, I used to make these songs on my laptop, and um, it basically like. I was learning to lead worship at the same time because I felt God was calling me into, um, I was kind of involved in worship bands at church, but I felt like he was calling me into mm. leading it. And, um, so I basically just spent a year at home uh, singing songs and uh, just learning how to worship uh, at my own home. And uh, in that process of worshiping at home, I started to write songs as well. And songs would come out that were, um, I suppose, just my natural um, expression of worship and um, mm-hmm. songs that I felt were coming out of my heart. And I just recorded those. And my aim with recording them was always to really explore the creativity in the musical side of things as well. Um, cool. And just that whole belief that like God is a creative God and made us to be creative. And um, I think you can worship him through the words and all the, the kind of content that's in the song, but also I wanted music, musically like it to be at a level of creativity where that is part of the worship as well, like the craft of making the actual music and the, yeah. the song. Um, and I kind of was aware that the style of songs I was writing probably wouldn't fit on a Sunday morning sort of congregational sound. Mm. Um, but that, I guess that was never my aim in the first place. I, I wanted to just yeah. create something that I, I was kind of had some beauty about it and, and would point people to Jesus. And I think yeah. it's kind of got a double, um, a double aim of like, I mean, it's always to make God known like the same thing as set sail. But um, I think part of that is to the church and to people who already know Jesus. But I think there's always more you can see and always, uh, like different sides as well and i think just wanting to go really deep in exploring who jesus is and then put that mm. into song and put it into words and, um yeah but then also for people that don't know jesus at all and, and maybe don't have that relationship like if we can bring some of that to uh to the world as well and, and see people yeah. meet him through the songs then that'd yeah. be awesome <laughs> i love that that's so good and i what i what i like about your uh the songs as well is that they often like uh, they'll they'll have like a a line from let's say scripture. So mm. you know, in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. It's like oh, yeah. like that's Colossians. Like <laughs> ah, that that clicks. You know, and yeah, it's like yeah. oh, that's good because you you want to uh, if you want to teach people about God, you got to teach people what he's said about himself, yeah, right? Yeah. So I I just think that's really cool. And the other thing you said about you know putting probably just as much time and effort into creatively displaying the music and the mm. melodies and the instrumentation. I think that's really cool. And last week I was just talking to um, uh, Zach Boland from Citizens and Saints. Yeah. And uh, in the same way, their their new album came out, Amir Dimly, last, uh, in, in the fall. Yeah. And I said this to him as well, and I can say it totally with, uh, you know, albums like The Eternal Sun for you guys, is that, you know, I, I love being able to put on an album that I know is theologically solid because that's important to me. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like actually interesting to listen to. It's not just listening to a new kind of just CCM worship album. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, oh, this is actually like <laughs> there's there's good music. Like I really enjoy the music. So, yeah. um, you know, that's that's just awesome. I yeah. really enjoy that. I love that Mirror Dimly yeah. album as well. <laughs> yeah. It's been on oh, repeat yeah. a lot for me. <laughs> it is, yeah. I kind of like how they went back to uh, – 
it, like their one before that was a, a very kind of poppy synthy. Yeah. But then they for this next Mirror Dimly, it was a little bit more raw again, yeah. and I, I really I really enjoyed that. Um, Jonathan, just to move past now a little bit of Rivers and Robots to get a little bit to a personal kind of question. Mm. We're sort of doing the shotgun approach, lots of different little things. All of us, and when I say all of us, I just mean like every every Christian and mm. non-Christian, but we're specifically talking about Christians. All of us can be. Uh, tempted um, to pride ourselves in the praise that we receive from our work. And I imagine that, I mean, you guys do get praise in a good, then that's good. Mm. Like you guys need to know that you guys are doing a good work and the fruit of that. Yeah. Um, but have you personally, I guess the question is, have you personally felt uh, the temptation to kind of receive that glory for the work that you do? And, mm. and you know, how have you kind of walked through that a little yeah. bit? Yeah, I think um, it's definitely one of those things that is on my mind a lot. And uh, it's one of those things I'm always very aware of because I think, in anything that's like kind of performance based or creative in that sense of you're creating work that people are going to listen to and enjoy. Um, I think there's always a danger in that to, um, you're kind of in the firing line for being someone that's going to receive a lot of like emails of like, Oh, this is amazing. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I think it's just really important to watch that pride doesn't come in in, <laughs> in that yeah. kind of environment. Um, for me, I think, um, I really want to pursue humility in like every area of life and, um, yeah. one of the main quotes that I love about humility was, um, C.S. Lewis is one that's probably quoted a lot that, um, talks about humility being not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Um, yeah. and I think it just basically comes down to like how, how much we're focused on ourselves and our own thing. And like, do we have a need to get approval from what people say about us? Or do we already know that we have that approval from God and, um, mm. like we're not as, as affected by whether people like what I create or not. And, um, right. I think people used to like, people used to say like in my church and things that, Oh, Jonathan's really humble or whatever, but they would basically mean that I was quite shy and quiet. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> right. I, yeah. I was kind of, it was almost a reverse of that because I ended up when I was growing up as a teenager, I was like really, uh, I guess insecure about what people thought about me. And so I would stay really quiet and, um, stay kind of behind the scenes but it wasn't a humility thing it was almost more a pride thing because i was so bothered about what people thought about me that i, I didn't want to show myself to anyone um so i actually feel like some of the most humble people are also like the most confident and sometimes yeah. um those seem like opposites but i actually think they really go together that um mm. the people that are really humble are the people that know that they have their identity in god and and they're kind of secure in that and um they're not so focused on themselves that the words people say about them are going to affect them that much. And, um, yeah. They can just be confident to be who they are kind of thing. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think it just comes down to not being rude to the people that like give you compliments as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know people that come and say, that's great. And, you know, people say, oh, it wasn't me, it was Jesus or whatever. And I think, yeah. um, you know, God obviously has given us gifts and we are yeah. able to create things and that's a good thing. But I heard someone say, um, I can't remember who originally said it now, but uh, the description of like, like a bouquet of flowers and like um people come and giving you compliments like being handed flowers but then you gather them up and give the whole thing to god at the end um Hmm. it's like you say thank you to the people that come and compliment the things you create but then at the end of it you just give glory to god for what you've done because it's he gave you the gift in the first place and (laughs) the only reason you're making stuff is because it came from him um, yeah, that that's a yeah. good point. And I like I understand that when someone comes up to you, let's say after a show or whatever, and they come up and be like, oh, like that was so refreshing or whatever. And <laughs> yeah. and if you just tell them like really quickly, like you kind of said, like, no, it's all God. It's like, well, yeah. 
you know, they want to be able to give that to you. And that's a <laughs> gift for them for yeah, you yeah. to receive that, right? So, yeah. um, and I love that anal- like that kind of illustration, you know, g- gather them and then give it to God. And yeah. I think that's, that, that is actually really, that's really cool. Um, you know, there, there's a ton to say uh, sort of regarding art and faith. I mean, that is a huge subject in and of itself. Books yeah. and conferences, all of that kind of stuff, talking about art and faith and the sort of the marriage or, you know, is one on top of the other, all these different things yeah. and how they work together. Um, so the kind of question is, maybe there's not one thing, but I'll, I'll try to ask you, is what's one thing, sorry, you've learned uh, about this sort of, marriage between the two or not marriage um, that you could encourage others with, especially those Christians who would call themselves creatives or artists, sort of the target audience for set sail, mm. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I would basically encourage anyone that like, I mean, I think we all have a level of creativity, but um, mm-hmm. I think some people probably more, they know they want to go into a creative role and that's what they want to do with their life. Um, I would just encourage real freedom in that creativity because I think um, there are sometimes there's a temptation to simplify and kind of limit some of the things that we create. Um, whether it's writing songs, people might say, Oh, make that simpler so people can sing it or, um, you know, we're making a film and they might say, Oh, you know, make the metaphor more obvious so that people can grasp it easier. And, um, right. I think there is, a, you know, an element of truth in that, but at the same time, I think we need to be really free to create what's in our heart to create and, um, and be as creative as, as we can be. And, you know, coming back to that thing of, I believe God is creative and that's how he made us. And, uh, when he made us in his image, I believe that's a big part of it, that he gave us that gift of being able to create and make things. And I think he delights in that stuff as well and um, takes real joy in when we actually create beautiful things. Um, and I also feel feel like, um, particularly in this culture right now, is that um, art and creativity is such a big uh, tool, I suppose, to, to communicate things. And um, yeah. I think it's one of the big influences in our culture at the moment and one of the things that influences society and culture as a whole is like it's our songs and our films and our you know the things that we create and listen to and uh, I think there's a responsibility um almost a greater responsibility on artists today that um like to carry that message of who Jesus is and who God is and yeah. um I think realizing that you're not just creating art and doing it because it's nice and it's fun but um, actually, if people are listening to that, you're actually like sharing the message of Jesus through your art, and yeah. that can be something that shapes the whole of culture and society that we're in now. So, it's yeah. actually a really big responsibility um, for sure to be able to create those yeah. things. But yeah, yeah. As as you say that, I just you know I'm thinking about like, all right, so you know the majority of our generation um, are shaped by the music that they're listening to on whatever iTunes top twenty or whatever, mm. and and you know every single day but mostly weekends people flock to a building to watch movies you know and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh so you just sort of see you're you're so right that art plays a massive role in shaping and teaching um and indoctrinating our our cultures mm. especially our generation and you know of course we as creative christians should be like grabbing that like opportunity to be like oh man people are are so shaped by art. Like we need to be talking about Jesus through this, um, through this medium, because I mean, we have friends passing by on either side, you know, uh, sort of believing things and going after this career opportunity and believing in these morals based on the music they're listening to and the movies that they're watching. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's so, I think that's just, yeah, it's a great point that we need to be doing that. Um, for those kind of Christians uh, who 
you know, they listen to your music, they listen to other Christian music, and they're inspired to do that um, as well. But, you know, sort of feel overwhelmed with the idea of like, how can I like actually make and record music? Because I don't, (laughs) you know, you know, the thought of going to some like, you know, recording studio and all the money that's poured into that. It's like, I can't do that. I'm in school. I got a, I got a, I got a spouse and a kid. Like, what am I supposed to do here? (laughs) What could, what could, what could you sort of say to them? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the great things about the time we're living in now is that you don't necessarily need all that stuff to create great music. And It's true, um, yeah. I mean, up until... I mean, technically, none of our albums have been done in studios. <laughs> like, wow. the first two was a laptop and one microphone and a MIDI keyboard, and that was all I used. Um, That's crazy. The third and fourth albums, we kind of... We hired in more gear, but we still made it all in our homes and um, just, like, rooms we found in our church or whatever. So, um, I think, yeah, there's a... I would just say start making things with what you have. Like, even if you've just got one beat up guitar and like an iPhone. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Like, it's good. You can start creating things with whatever you have. And, um, you know, gear does help to a certain level, but it's not the most important thing. So, um, yeah, I think anyone can be at a point where they can create things. I always say to like yeah. songwriters first starting off, because um, some people come to me and say, oh, they want to put out, you know, a full length album straight away and um, yeah. have it produced in this style. And, I normally say just like just record one song and like have one song you're happy with and put it out online, stick it on SoundCloud or something. Um, yeah. Just start to put out something that you create and um, and you know you don't have to build towards your big end goal in the first thing that you ever do. Like um, for sure, just that's start good. start where you're at and work towards it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's so good. Yeah. Just straight up, that's just good encouragement. Just do the one thing because <laughs> uh, we can get so overwhelmed with trying to think that. Oh, mm. you know, how do I get from here to there? The end goal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to take the you got to take the first step. But hey, Jonathan, if people want to hear more about you, Rivers and Robots, or Set Sail, what's the uh, what's sort of the best thing that they can do? Our website for Set Sail is timetosetsail.com. dot um, and on there, we post about all the different things that we do, whether that's the band or um, the worship nights we run in Manchester. And we also have a YouTube channel now that's uh, um, we basically post like a, a vlog behind the scenes of what we do um, every Friday. Uh, so that's a really good way of seeing just behind the scenes of what we do. We talk about what we're working on and helps people feel a part of the uh, journey. So yeah, you can follow <laughs> us on all those all those social media things over there. <laughs> yep, yeah, for sure. That's good. I've actually watched a couple of the uh, the vlogs, and they're, they're, it's true. Like, it's just good to see, like, oh, these, this is the life of, the you know, an artist that I listen to. It's like, oh, this is what yeah. they actually sound like and, you know, kind of the little banter they have back and forth. And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so it's, it's actually it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it, but anyways, Jonathan, you know, thank you so much for taking some time uh, out of your day to be able to chat with me on just a variety of little little topics. Uh, yeah. But anyways, I just want to say thank you so much for that. That was great. That's all right. Thank you. That was Jonathan Ogden, lead singer of Rivers and Robots and part of the creative ministry of Set Sail. As I said in the conversation, all of the relevant links pertaining to Jonathan's music and Set Sail, all that, is on the episode podcast uh, page, which you can access at indoubt.ca. Also on indoubt.ca, you can find past episodes uh, like last week's interview with Zach Bolin or episodes dealing with sexuality, marijuana, alcohol, discipleship, and a host of other uh, things. We write articles on tough issues as well, and we produce Bible studies like Jude for the Faith, which just came out a few weeks ago. Also, podcasting isn't free, sadly, and the entire ministry of Indoubt relies um, not on a profit that we make. Um, Everything we give is free. Uh, So 
so it relies on listeners and those who believe in our mission and vision. And just as a reminder, if maybe you're new to In Doubt, um, our mission as a ministry is to discuss the relevant issues of life and faith with a biblical perspective, drawing young adults closer to Jesus. Our vision is to do this primarily through podcasting, having these conversations, but also writing blogs on life and faith and filming Bible study series. So if you're interested in helping Indout financially, I'd invite you to head to indout.ca, click the donate button and follow the simple steps. Anyways, that wraps up this week's podcast. If you want to engage with us throughout the week, and I hope you do, uh, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us a message of a story, testimony, or a suggestion of a topic or guest you'd like to hear, email us at info at Well, I'm Isaac, and this is the Indout Podcast. In Doubt is a ministry of Back to the Bible Canada. For more podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit backtothebible.ca slash in doubt.